This is Hey LA, a podcast about Los Angeles and the people who live here. I'm your host, Carlos Villarreal. This is the first podcast of this series, and I wanted to start with a topic that most people in LA can relate to. This episode of Life in LA will tackle the most hated thing in LA. No, it's not the 405 freeway, but it's dating. I sat down and spoke with a few fellow Angelinas about their experience dating in the City of Angels. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and of course the ugly. Who knows, you might learn a thing or two, or at least not feel so bad about getting catfished by the Ryan Gosling lookalike or that crazy cat lady on Tinder. Pause is a 20-something LA native living in Echo Park. She was gracious enough to share some of her war stories with us. So Pause, how is dating in LA? How is... (laughs) Thanks, th- thanks for joining me. How is dating in LA, if you can describe it? Uh, it's pretty pointless, it feels like. <laughs> um, I don't know, it just seems like an endless pool of guys who don't know what they want. Okay, and wh- why is that? Why do you think like people, or men in particular, don't, don't know what they want? I don't know. I like to think that sometimes it's because they always think that there's something better in being LA. Like, maybe they think, oh, like... There's something better coming along, either girl-wise or life-wise or, I don't know, something to that extent. So you, you think that some people, like, particularly in LA, like, people are just kind of fickle and they, uh, you know, they're always looking for the next thing? I mean, maybe. I've never really lived anywhere else. I've lived uh, in the Bay Area and, and I was born and raised out here, so I haven't necessarily lived somewhere else to, like see how people, how dating is other places, but I mean, there are people who find it, obviously, um, but I don't know, it's just some people get luckier than others and have better um, taste. <laughs> Tim is in his 30s, and like Paz, also feels that LA is a tough place to find love. It's weird, um, because I was actually in a seven-year relationship um, back in 2008, and then the relationship ended in 2015. Um, and then throughout the last couple of years of that relationship, I had friends tell me, oh, man, online dating is the worst. I can't find anybody. You know, dating sucks. And I was thinking to myself, ah, can't be that bad, right? The breakup happened, and I got on the apps. I was like, yeah, this is going to be pretty easy. It's going to be, you know, no big deal. But it was it was pretty pretty interesting, pretty weird. So uh, so why was this so weird? Like, was it just the people you're meeting, or was it just overall, like, the dating experience you would, you would get from dating somebody online? I think a combination of both. I guess the rules have changed so much in terms of etiquette and how people um, – chatted with each other, what what you're supposed to be doing, what how you're supposed to, I guess, play the game, cast of characters that I meet, <laughs> all these random, strange characters that I meet on dates. Everyone seems so normal behind the screen when you're chatting with them, and then you meet them in person, you're like, whoa, what is wrong with this? I, didn't, I did not feel this at all <laughs> when we were chatting. Emma's is in her 30s and an L.A. native. For her, dating in L.A. has been interesting, to say the least. Well, it kind of sucks. It just depends on... I don't know, like, who you meet. I don't really use uh, normal social media or, like, Tinder or anything, like, to meet anybody. I usually meet somebody in person. So a lot of times that's few and far between. But when it happens, it's really cool. And so so what makes it so hard? Uh, is it because of the people, like, you meet? Or is it just because how L.A. is situated, like, maybe attitudes? I don't even think it's, like, location-based. I think in general just the way 
dating is now, you're competing with more people, like it's a larger pool. So you can meet somebody, but there's somebody else that, you know, that person could have, you know, five other people that they're talking to or vice versa. And so um, I guess the getting to know you part is very short. Like, it's just shortened. So there's kind of the illusion of choice, um, you say, like, because I heard this from other people I've interviewed. They say that essentially people are very fickle and they're kind of willing to, like, I guess, move on to the next person very quickly. Yeah, it's what's the shiniest and the brightest thing at the moment. And then you're like, oh, there's something better. And then it doesn't pan out. And then you go to the next thing. There's a lot of jumping around. So there's a lot of, like, I feel like it's more casual instead of, like, it's rare for people to actually look for, like, a, a deeper relationship. And do you think this is mostly because of Tinder and, like, the online dating community? All of it in general. It's just it's just the way society is right now. But I'm still, like, you know, I feel like I still have to meet somebody to see if there's an initial attraction. Because I can't base something on, like, something so topical as a, a photo. Because a lot of people can edit their photos and make it look good. Or they can be witty a total asshole or weird or whatever so I prefer to meet somebody in person and then from there you know it goes from there the advent of online dating apps have really altered the dating landscape in Los Angeles Pause, Tim and M all feel like dating apps like Tinder Bumble have actually made it harder to find somebody Besides the issues of finding people who are genuine and want to have an actual relationship, online dating has brought Pause, Tim, and M into contact with some interesting characters. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of horror stories. Just found out some guy I dated for like a couple, like a month, like two months, maybe longer, um, was called out on this like Facebook girl or Facebook girl group about how he is like a total like asshole and basically dumped her because she wouldn't let him come inside her. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And I was like, yeah, well, I totally dated that guy. I met one on Match. She talked my ear off for about three hours, for almost three hours, kind of kooky out there. And then halfway into the date, she said, hang on, I need to take uh, I need to take my medicine. I'm like, oh, what's it for? She's like, oh, it's this kind of drug. It keeps me from going crazy. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's that's something. I went on a date with another woman. She knew that she was a certain age. When I met her, she's like, now I know on my profile, I said I'm this age, but I'm not really that that young. So how old do you think I am? So so basically, you got you kind of got catfished in a way. Um, like she lied about her age, and then uh, 
you know, when you showed up, she was basically like a grandma knitting the sweater. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, of course, you know, dating, there are, there are always horror stories. Um, and a lot of them turn out to be kind of funny, but at the time it's, it's not so funny. Um, I kind of like hooked up with this guy that, um, was older and he had this, uh, Winnie the Pooh teddy bear dungeon kind of thing going on. And I didn't realize that until I went to his place and he was like in his forties. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And my, I, I think I Snapchatted it and said it to my sister and she's like, get the fuck out now. And of course I didn't. So, so he had a, he had like a dungeon in his, in his basement. Is that what, is that what it was? Not a basement in his bedroom. It was like, um, it's a little bit more of storytelling, but it was basically just a collection of Winnie the Pooh um, stuffed animals for someone that was like an older white male. It was kind of interesting. Not saying it's better if you're like, you know, a different nationality, but it was just really weird to be that age and like collecting that type of stuff and being into like so many little teddy bears of Winnie the Pooh and Christopher Robin. I called it the Christopher Robin dungeon. Given the struggles that Paws, Tim, and Emma experienced, I decided it was time to consult with an expert. I contacted Gemini Ferry, a dating coach based in LA. Hi, Gemini. Thanks for joining Hey LA. You're so welcome. Thank you so much for inviting me. What a pleasure. So lately I've been interviewing people asking them how their dating in LA is going, and the majority of the responses have been pretty negative. Generally, from your experience, what makes it so hard to date in LA? You know, it's a really big city, and uh, I think that if somebody's not already part of a large community, I mean, large as in beyond, you know, your immediate circle of friends, it can be difficult to think about where to meet somebody other than on online dating or, you know, an app. And so I think that the, the, the main complaint that I hear from most people is that it just they just don't know where to meet people. And that tells me, like I said, that they're not part of a, of a larger community, so they have to make more of an effort. So the majority of people that you speak to, do you think a lot of them are turning to um, online dating, for example, like Tinder or Bumble, because they just find it easier to meet people that way? Yes, absolutely. And so, and the reason for that, is it, is it because, uh, like, lack of time, or is it, is it just difficult meeting people in real life? You know, I think that in our 20s, and I've had agreement uh, about this from many, many people over the years, that in our 20s, life is fun, life is, our focus is is really about the moment and what we're going to do this weekend and where we're going to go out, and we're so much more open and and lighthearted and whatnot, and once we start getting into our 30s, and of course we start to really get deeper into our longer-term goals, and we start to perhaps maybe work more and spend more time doing that and so then we end up having less time to mess around you know less time to just uh, be willing to go on a bunch of dates just for fun uh, and, then, and then you know people's biological clocks start ticking so things start to get a little bit more serious does that make sense so basically people are more at that point they're more focused correct like they're looking for the long-term relationship as opposed to the casual date yeah they they don't want to waste time anymore not that wasting time was what they were doing in their 20s because it was about fun it wasn't 
wasn't about how can I find a marriage partner so that I can have babies. It was just, let's have fun. So now in our thirties or forties or fifties, you know, wherever a person might be, it's really about wanting to settle down with somebody who they feel a deep loving connection with somebody that they can spend their extra quality time with so that they don't have to spend that the weekends trying to find somebody. What advice do you give people who may perhaps get stuck in these loops where they're uh, not finding like the right person? Is there anything in particular they could search for online or, or, or even in real life that, you know, qualities that maybe they should be seeking as opposed to, uh, I guess, like the, the quick date? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, of things that a person can do. It really depends on their starting point. But the first thing that I can say is to really look at your mindset. If you're, if you're having trouble dating, if you're too picky or you're not finding the right person and it's bringing up a lot of emotions for you or a lot of ideas of, you know, am I going to find the right person or is, is there somebody right for me out there? I would say that, that that sounds like a mindset thing. You know, I really believe that mindset mindset is everything. And if somebody has a disempowering mindset in which they feel like they're giving up or they feel like it's not going to happen for them, that's going to affect the way that they're showing up in, in dating. It's going to affect the way that they're thinking about dating, obviously. And they're really going, going to cut themselves off from opportunities that they're, they're just not they're not going to be able to notice even if they show up for them. So when somebody has a really strong mindset, they know that they're going to find the right person. They don't know how, and they're willing to keep looking inside and outside of themselves in a very healthy way to, to go through that process. And that, that might include working with a coach um, that could include reading a bunch of, you know, books on conscious dating or heart center dating. And that might include um, getting clear on the person on, on their values versus their standards so that they know what they're looking for and they're, they know that they're being guided by the right thing. So I would say mindset is, is really the first thing to look at because that plays a huge role in terms of results. And so something I've heard a lot uh, from the people I've interviewed is that uh, I guess in LA there is a very particular mindset and I think people usually brush it towards the side of, uh, of people being very fickle as we're, um, you know, if they'll have maybe a date or two and then they, you know, the other person, they get ghosted or, you know, they never hear back from them again. Um, is that something you commonly see in LA with your clients or, or is that something maybe, is that something particular to the city? Uh, yeah, actually quite, quite a lot. Um, quite a lot in, in these days, you know, with the technology and everything. I think it has a lot to do with the fact that, you know, there's a lot of people in Los Angeles and there's a lot of options. So if you, if you think about dating in a town that has, only a hundred thousand people for example people are not gonna be as picky as they are here in la so uh we have numbers <laughs> that is that yeah is, go for it and that is our problem so what so what is what is some advice then um i guess mm -hmm. be, besides the having a positive mindset um that you usually give your clients so is there any, anything that it can kind of help them brace, uh, you know, for maybe the, the struggles of dating in Los Angeles? Absolutely. So you want to set an intention. You want to set an intention for what you would like to experience in dating and how you want to show up in dating, regardless of the type of guys or the type of women that you go on dates with. So for example, you can have a general intention of that says, I, my intention for dating is to have fun and to be myself and to feel deeply connected with whoever I'm on a date with, regardless 
of where it goes. And, and that's really beautiful and healthy because it sets the person up for success regardless of where the, the, the date goes. And at least they're, you know, getting an enriching experience. Um, another thing is to create intentions for each date. So there's general intentions that kind of look at the bigger picture of dating. And then there's the more um, in the moment intentions of how a person wants to show up. You know, if if a person doesn't have an intention for how they want to show up, then they're just going to do what uh, is in their default. Maybe it's being too detached or maybe it's being needy or maybe it's being scared. And, you know, so in order to really show up empowered you really want to have an intention for how you want to show up because essentially that's going to guide you to uh, have the kind of experience that you that you want to have rather than leaving it up to chance following on that note is there any advice you give people about setting up um, perhaps your online dating profile i'm um, going back to the idea of intention like how they should present themselves Absolutely. This could be a really fun exercise with a friend. Get together with a friend, a, a girlfriend, a guy friend, you know, whoever that you really trust, somebody who really loves you and supports you and knows you and uh, have an interview, like have them write down uh, some questions for you that, that they can ask you and, and you the way that you answer to them is the way that you would write your profile. So rather than I am so-and-so and I do this and I'm 30-something or 40-something or whatever it is and and this is what I'm looking for, which is really quite dry, you know, or I like to go to the farmer's market and the beach. It's like, how generic is that, right? So you want to have your profile sound conversational, like you're talking to the person and the easiest way to do that is to just have, tell your friend, answer to your friend the questions uh, with the information that you want on your profile. So it's fun and, and it really, so it really shows your personality and you really want to be want to make sure that you're letting yourself be you the way that you are in life with the people that you love you want to be that person you don't want to put up a front of uh, or, or, or trying to sound like something that some person that you're not because you think that that's what men are or women are looking for you want to be yourself because essentially being yourself is the only thing that's going to weed out the wrong people and it's going to bring in the right one and lastly in terms of like relationships, like goals, and so do you give do you give people like advice on how like to maintain a relationship? So once they are actually in a how to keep it up and you know maintain, I guess, a healthy relationship in Los Angeles, particularly. Absolutely, definitely. There's basic communication skills that everybody needs in order to have an extraordinary, healthy relationship. And the main thing is being able to talk about things that don't work for you, having the difficult conversations from a place of empowerment, from a place of personal responsibility instead of blame or instead of feeling like a victim, you know, really doing a relationship from a grown-up place and that's a skill that we obviously don't get taught growing up in school or most likely in our households growing up so you know it's a skill that we need to make a priority to learn and to master which is how to show up in relationship any relationship but especially the romantic ones how to show up in relationship really empowered from a place of radical personal responsibility where there's no blame and no victimhood that alone right there is going to save somebody years and decades of unnecessary heartbreak is there anything you like to add? Any anything additional that kind of pops up in your head? 
tell everybody listening out there that regardless of where you are in your love life, regardless of your history, you absolutely can have the relationship of your dreams. And if you're wondering, well, how am I going to do that? Or that's never going to happen. Or maybe it's not in the cards for me. I want to just invite you to challenge any disempowering ideas or beliefs that just came up for you. And I want you to know that if you, if you don't know how to get what you want in love, you can simply learn how from somebody who's already been there and done that, like a coach or a counselor, or there's many amazing books on the market, but don't give up on the love you know you deserve because underneath all of those potential negative beliefs is an extraordinary person that somebody is hoping to find and fall in love with. And that's it for the first episode of Hey LA. Hope you enjoyed the show and learned a thing or two from our guests about how to make dating suck just a little bit less. A big thanks to Paws, Tim, and M for sharing their dating stories and Miss Gemini Ferry. If you're in need of life guidance, feel free to find her at GeminiFerry.com. KLA is produced, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Carlos Villarreal. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at KLA Podcast, and feel free to share any story ideas and what you liked or disliked about the show. Stay tuned for more episodes in the weeks to come. Thanks for listening.